yes, my King. Lord, we just come before you this morning in complete reliance upon you, Lord God. Just trusting you, God. Just putting our lives in your hands, Lord Jesus. Father, we know that you are our creator, that we are your creation. And we know, God, that, Lord God, we can trust in the creator. That we can rely on you, God, that we can count on you, God. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that you're a living God, that you're alive, that you're well, that you care for us, that you're concerned for us, that, Lord, you're a God that knows every hair on our head, Lord Jesus. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that you're our provider, and you're our healer, you're our source, God, of everything. And as we live our lives for you and we trust you, God, and your word says, God, that when we trust you with all of our heart, that you, God, will make our path straight. And, and Father, I thank you for that this morning, Lord God. I thank you, Jesus, that you are faithful. I thank you, God, that we can rely on you and count on you, Jesus. Lord, we just come here this morning to worship you, God, to be strengthened, Lord, to be lifted up, Lord, as we lift you up, God. And Father, I thank you for that today. I thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would give the Lord a hand praise in this house this morning. All right. Glory to God. It's good to see you all. You all may be seated this morning. All right. How many of y'all know we serve an awesome God? Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles this morning, I'm going to open up this morning in the, the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2 this morning. And uh, last week I started a series. Um, and that series was overcoming obstacles. And so last week I preached a little bit of that part one and Today I'm going to continue in that, but I'm going to continue preaching uh, part two of that. If you'll turn with me to uh, Hebrews chapter two, Hebrews chapter two this morning, and we're going to start in the 14th verse. If you need to, you can follow along on the screen. Hebrews chapter two and verse 14. And the word of God reads, he says, therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same. Of course, talking about Jesus, right? That through death, he might render powerless him who had the power of death. That is the devil and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery 
all their lives. Amen. Let me pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, come before you this morning in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for this time together, Lord, and thank you for the opportunity, God, to uh, share this morning. And Father, we just ask you, God, just to uh, open our hearts and minds, Lord, and uh, help us receive what you have this morning, God. Just uh, let your presence, Lord, your anointing be on this lesson. Let us grab what you have today, God. We need you, my King, and we're in reliance upon you, God. But, Father, we know that you are our ever-present help in a time of need. And so, God, we are trusting you and calling on you and relying on you, my King, today. Father, just bless this time. God, forgive us for all of our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would, give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, and so in this uh, topic today of overcoming obstacles, my actual topic, I don't know if he put it on there or not, is uh, overcoming fear with faith. Overcoming fear with faith. And one thing about the saints, I want to talk to you a little bit concerning fear, but fear actually uh, steals our faith. And where there is fear, there is no faith. For fear is actually the absence of faith. And so I want to share a little bit this morning concerning overcoming fear with the solution, which is faith this morning. Overcoming fear with faith. And when we're talking about fear, saints, that Fear is something that actually uh, subtracts from life, or fear is something that actually paralyzes, but faith is something that actually adds to or expands or, 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 or begins to uh, enable, amen? And so when we're talking about that, faith is something that it, it expands who we are, and it expands what we can do, amen? And like I said before, as as fear paralyzes, faith activates. Somebody say, faith activates. And because of Jesus, amen, we have the riches of heaven promised to us, amen. But many times we fear, amen, we allow fear to come in and it'll stop us from living in the abundant life that Jesus had promised to us, amen. And, and if we're not careful, we can be in a time where uh, we can be living in a time that can be fearful, amen. The Bible says that in the last days that there will be perilous times, there will be dangerous times that will take place, but you and I, amen, even in the midst of these dangerous times, we are still called, amen, not to operate in fear, but, amen, to operate in the spirit of the living God, amen, in love, in power, in self-discipline, in a sound mind through the power of the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me today? We're not called to operate in that manner, but we're called to operate, amen, in the spirit of God and in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as, as we walk out this abundant life, amen. As we walk out being the light, even in the darkness, amen. Even in a time of challenge, in a time of unknown, in a, a time, amen, where we don't know, uh, you know, what's happening. We still know one thing, amen, and that Jesus is still Lord and Jesus is still on his throne. 
You know, I, I want to share uh, with you a quick story real quick. Uh, there was a story uh, of a mother, and she was uh, very concerned for the safety of her children while, while they were going to school. And uh, the school was located in an area of the city where these drivers, uh, they didn't heed to the school's own speed limit, amen. In other words, they, they weren't worried about uh, slowing down so that the children could cross the street or whatever could take place in this school zone, amen. And, and so they, they weren't taking heed to the speed limit there. And, and the police at this point in time, they weren't taking any action, right? They weren't uh, there, uh, you know, stopping people. And, and so as a result, amen, <clears throat> as a result of this very thing, the mother decided to take matters into her own hands. And what she did is she decided that she would put the fear of a speeding ticket in the speeding drivers that were going past at this local elementary school. And I'm going to share this story. It's kind of funny. but And so every morning she would park her car in the front of the elementary school and she would point her uh, black hair dryer, right, she would point her hair dryer, shaped like a radar gun, out of the window at speeding cars, right? And the effect was dramatic as drivers slowed down, fearing that they might receive a speeding ticket. Now, my whole point, you say, well, Pastor, why are you sharing this? Well, my whole point is this. You see, because fear is something that is a very influential thing. It'll cause drivers to slow down for the fear of a ticket, but it can also cause you and I, amen, to bring our lives to a stop, amen, and, 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 and because of fears, and it can stop us being and doing what God has called us to do and what God has called us to be. Are y'all with me this morning? You know, and as we look at this scripture that I opened up with in Hebrews chapter 2, what you're seeing right here, amen, is where the enemy is trying to bring fear upon the people, amen, with the fear of death. And I want you to look at the scripture and what it says. He says, therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, amen. See, see, when sin came into the world, amen, when sin entered into mankind through Adam and Eve and their decision in the Garden of Eden, so did death enter into mankind. And so did sickness that entered into mankind. Are y'all with me today? But what happened was Jesus, he came and took on flesh and blood. He came and took on that, that form of a man. And he rendered powerless, amen, the devil, Satan, from being fear, bringing fear of death upon the people. Because he, amen, destroyed death. Death no longer had its sting. Are y'all with me today? And that's what he's saying right here. He says, that is the devil next part of that verse in verse 15 and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives now one thing about it saints amen is that you and I at one point in time amen we are going to leave from this earth and we are going to be headed to the next life to the amen and you and I amen and I don't want to get ahead of myself in my sermon but we don't necessarily need to be fearing the first death. We need to be fearing the second death. Are y'all with me today? Now, I'm going to come back to that in just a moment. 
okay? But before we do, I want to talk to you about how do we overcome fear with faith, okay? How do we overcome this? Because I'm going to tell you, amen, there's real things that take place in life. There's real things that are concerns. There's real things that are fearful and uh, 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 that, that, that can begin to come and try to come upon us, amen, and, and, begin to, and, and begin to hinder us and begin to paralyze us and begin to stop us, amen, from being able to be and accomplish what God's called us to do, amen. Those things are very real. I, I deal with things in my own life, amen. I, I was, I, you know, I was telling the, the people, amen, that, you know, we're in a time that the economy is, 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 is unknown. We don't know what's taking place. It may be up. It may be down. We're not sure what's happening, amen, around us. But even in the midst of that, amen, we can't let it stop us from doing what God's called us to do. Are y'all with me today? You know, I have some, some personal things that the enemy tries to come in and bring fear with in their decisions that I've made, amen, based on the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life, but I can't allow that to consume me and stop me. Are y'all with me and paralyze me in my life? Are y'all with me today? Are y'all with me? Somebody say, God is good. So as, as I put my first point up there, amen. How do we overcome fear with faith? And I'm going to tell you, this is one of the ways. Number one, we stand on the word of God. We have to stand on the word of God. We have to stand on it as, with, as if, amen, it is truth. Amen. And as if it, it is the gospel, this is the truth, this is what it is, this is what settled it. I'm going to stand on it, I'm going to believe it, I'm going to walk in it, I'm going to confess it, I'm going to apply it, I'm going to use it, I'm going to begin to. Come on, that's what we do, we stand on the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is the truth, and the truth will set you free. It'll set you free from fear, it'll set you free from doubt, it'll set you free, amen, in your life. Are y'all with me today? We have to stand on it. Somebody say, stand on it. We've got to stand on the word of God. We've got to stand on the truth, David, in spite of what we see around us, in spite of what the media says, in spite of what anything may say. We've got to stand on the truth. And I want to share that scripture in Psalms 91. I want to share some truth with you for just a moment. Amen. He says here, Psalms 91 and 1, and he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Come on, somebody. And I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. How many of y'all trust in the Lord in here? Amen. How many of y'all trust in your God in this place? Amen. Thank you, Lord. For it, for I, okay, you're playing games with me, buddy. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. Who is it? It's God that's going to. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark, says the Lord. And you will not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day. Amen. 
of the pestilence that stalk in the darkness or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. Amen, says the Lord. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. And you will look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge. I don't know about you, but the Lord is my place of refuge. The Lord is the one that I trust and rely on. Even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in his hands that you do not strike your foot against a stone. Saints, we've got to begin to stand on the word of truth in a time that's unknown. I want to share with you real quick another story, if you don't mind. There was uh, two uh, servicemen that were working for a gas company. And uh, there was a senior that was training a su supervisor and a, a young trainee and they were out checking meters and parked their truck at the end of the alley and worked their way to the other end and at the last house a, a woman looking out of her kitchen window watched the two men as they checked her gas meter amen she was looking out her window she was watching them and as they finished the meter uh, the older supervisor challenged the younger co-worker to a foot race down the alley back to the truck Okay, and as they came running to the truck, they realized that the lady from the last house was huffing and puffing right behind them. And they stopped and they asked her what was wrong. And here she is, she's gasping for breath. And she said, man, when she said, when I see two gas men running full speed away from my house, I figure I better run, too. <laughs> Amen. Hello. But this lady had evaluated the situation, right? And she had seen what was going on with her own two eyes, and she made a decision to run. Amen? And, you know, saints, I, I want you to know that there's a significant difference between reacting and responding. And there's a difference between taking precautions and being anxious. Amen? Don't get me wrong, saints. We need to take precautions. Are y'all with me today? Amen. But we don't need to be anxious. Are y'all with me today? We don't need to let fear set in in our lives to a point to where it paralyzes us. To a point to where it creates us to react instead of respond. There's nothing wrong with responding, amen, accordingly with a certain situation, but we can't just react. Be because reacting makes a knee-jerk decision, amen, and, and reacting is usually a swift action, and many times it's accompanied and influenced by intense emotions, right? And fear is when emotions come upon us in our life that begin to affect our decision-making, or they create us to react instead of to respond. Are y'all with me today? Because reacting doesn't check for accuracy. Are y'all with me today? Amen. But, but uh, uh, and so I want you to think about that for just a moment. Amen. 
because responding allows us to gain a better perspective and a wiser decision. So in life, it's easy to see the signs of the time and to start running away full speed. Amen. But that doesn't mean that it makes sense. Are y'all with me today? See, we've got to get in our Bible and we've got to read our Bible and know what it says. Amen. And know, amen, so that we can stand firm in the midst of it. See, God says that I will give you a peace that will surpass all understanding. Amen. It's not going to be understood by the natural mind. It's going to be a peace that surpasses that understanding. Why? Because your hand, your life is in the hands of God and you're trusting the Lord and you can't have fear of death because death has lost its sting. Death has been taken by Jesus Christ who shed his blood on the cross of Calvary. Now that doesn't mean you don't take precaution. Amen. That doesn't mean that you don't put some things in place and do some things. But we can't afford to panic. While the rest of the world is panicking, the church needs to be responding. You know, in the midst of a worldwide crisis, people aren't looking for answers from people who are reacting. But they're looking for somebody to lead them. Amen. And who better than the church to step up. And emerge as a calm, amen, and confident leader. And saints, you and I are the church. You and I are the Iglesia. And we've got to point out that it is, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, every time there's a crisis in the world, amen, there, there's a new leadership that forms. And we need to step up and, and be a part of that solution and solidify the church as leaders in the world. Amen. So that they're looking to Jesus Christ as their solution and their answer. Amen. In this time, amen, of, of horrific things that are taking place. But they're going to see Jesus through us. Amen. Through you and I. Are y'all with me? As we are responding and as we, amen, are taking precautions. Somebody say, God is good. You know, once again, saying fear subtracts from life, but faith activates it. And, and so when we're talking about overcoming fear with faith, I want to share with you another uh, point here as they put my next point up is we, we need to eliminate sin. And what I mean by that, I'll get to it in a minute, because you say, well, Pastor, the Bible says if we say that we have no sin, that we're a liar and the truth is not in us, amen, and that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Yes, we do, amen, but we need to begin to not allow sin to be consuming us to where we're practicing sin in our life, amen, but we live this life of unrepentance, I mean of repentance, excuse me, praise the Lord. In other words, we ask ourselves, am I living right? In other words, we take this opportunity to say, you know what, am I really living right? Am I truly where I need to be in my relationship with God? 
Amen. That's what needs to take place in our lives. We begin to examine ourselves. We begin to evaluate ourselves. Amen. And say, hey, this thing is real. Praise the Lord. Amen. This world, amen, is, is dangerous. This world, amen, is crazy. This world is unknown. Amen. So I need to make sure that I'm right with God. I need to make sure I'm right where I need to be when it comes to walking with the Lord. Are y'all with me today? Are you Hello, somebody. That's what it means. Somebody say, God is good. good. You know, I want to share with you a quick story about a a man in the Bible in the Old Testament, amen, as he puts my scripture in Joshua up there, but y'all are familiar with the story about Achan, and Achan was a man that was in the army of the Lord, amen, and and with the Israelites, and he was the one that that, uh, actually marched around Jericho, and God had told them that he would give them the city as long as they would have, uh, as long as they would march around it and, and on the, once a day and on the seventh day, amen, then they would give God glory and, and through a shout, amen, and, and that those walls would come down. And God had commanded the Israelite army through, uh, though uh, Jericho was supposed to be a, an offering to God. And the silver and the gold were to be taken for God's treasury and even and everything else was to be buried and, and burned in the ground. And let me read the scripture to you real quick here in Joshua. He says, so the Lord said to Joshua, rise up. Why is it that you have fallen on your face? And he said, Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. And they have even taken some of the things under the band and have both stolen them and deceived, and moreover, they have also put them among their own things. Praise the Lord. And, and, and what I'm sharing with you right here, saints, is, is this Achan had disobeyed God's commands, and he took some of the gold, and he took some of the silver, and he took that designer code, and he hid them in his tent. And, and what we begin to see here, saints, is that, uh, you know, God, uh, you know, it, it appeared as if nobody knew, and it appeared as if uh, even God hadn't taken notice. But what we have to realize is that God is everywhere. He is everything, and he saw Achan's disobedience. And how many of y'all know you can fool man, but there's no way that you'll ever fool God. And, and I share all that to share this because we know what took place. Then Joshua went and sent men to Ai, and, and, and they, look, they, they, they looked at the, the, the land, and they just accomplished Jericho, which is a, a much greater accomplishment. And they, they looked at it visually, and they said, hey, we, we even can send some people back because, you know, this is going to be an easy win for us. And, and, and so they sent people back, and how many of y'all know they went to Ai, and, and after accomplishing Jericho, and then they couldn't even o- overcome the city, a city that was much smaller. They, they didn't have the victory anymore. And, and, and one reason that, that they, they, they didn't have the victory, even in an easy battle, is because, amen, there was something that took place, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know this, there were, they had... You know, had a, a situation where Achan had disobeyed the Lord, and it affected, of course, the whole army of Israel. Amen. And, and Joshua realized this, and he began to deal with it. Praise the Lord. Are y'all with me today? And and once he began to deal with it, Amen. Then, then all of a sudden, the victory began to be won for the Israelites. And of course, we know what took place in the life of Achan. Achan died for his sins. Now, this is what I want you to know, though, today, saints, okay? Because you say, well, Pastor, what the heck does that have to do with anything that we're talking about? Well, good. I'm glad that you asked. Achan died for his sins, but I want you to know this, that Jesus died for your sins. 
Achan died for his sins, but Jesus died for yours, amen. And God proves his love for us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Are y'all with me today? And, and the reason why I share this with you today, amen, because we're dealing with some things, amen. We're, we're dealing with some situations in, in that, that, are, that are really in, intense and really kind of crazy, amen. You know, obviously anybody that's read the news, there, there's this uh, the disease called the coronavirus that's causing the world to go into panic. But I want you to know this, that there's a greater disease that is called sin, and the world isn't even paying attention to it. Are y'all with me today? Now, I want to read to you what a pastor had wrote right here. He said this. He said, heaven has officially declared the sin virus to be a pandemic. He said, the sin virus is 100% fatal. There are no cases of survival. It's too late to avoid it. Every human being has already been affected and tested positive. Earth is officially quarantined and all travel to heaven has been banned to those with the sin virus. He said governments have been secured. No vaccine in the medical community has provided no cure. Religious sanitizers have no power over the sin virus. No amount of toilet paper can clean up the mess. Fear and death are the certain winners. But however, there's good news. Somebody say good news. There's good news. The God of heaven has chosen to graciously intervene in this pandemic. And he has dispatched his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to combat the sin virus. And Jesus took it upon himself, the sin virus. Come on. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that you and I could become the righteousness of God. He took on the virus and went to the cross to obtain a cure. Hello, somebody. And amazingly, his shed blood has proven to be the only cure for the sin virus. It's a 100% success rate. Amen. Heaven's great physician. Come on, somebody. Jesus stands ready to administer the cure to all who will believe. And all who will call upon his name. And those who have come to him have been completely cured, are in the process of full recovery. And the cured and eager, the cured, anybody been cured in here? He says that the cured are eager to share the good news with others that are affected with the sin virus. And sadly, some remain in denial of their condition while others doubt the cure. And some carriers with lesser symptoms still trust in religious sanitizers. Hello. Are y'all with me today? I want you to know this. Heaven has declared that time is running out. Hello. And carriers of this sin virus are urged to receive the cure now before it's too late. And heaven stands ready to receive all who have been cured. Now, I wanted to share with you a verse in Luke chapter 13 and verse 1 real quick. He says here, now on the same occasion, there were some present who reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus said to them, do you suppose that these Galileans were greater sinners than other Galileans? Because they suffered this fate. I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will also likewise perish. 
Or do you suppose that those 18 on whom the Tower of Shalom fell and killed them were worse culprits than all the men who lived in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will likewise perish. Now, I want to jump over into a scripture in Matthew real quick. And Matthew in chapter 25, and, and I wanted to tell you where we're at and what we need to do here real quick. And amen. It says, then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil and flask along with their lamps. Now, while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. Now, this is talking about, amen, when you, uh, in your spiritual sleep. Come on, this is why it's so important for you and I to uh, evaluate where we're at with God, where we're at with our relationship. Are we right with God? Amen. Are we really seeking the face of God? Are we really connected to the Lord? Amen. Are we playing around in sin? Are we, are we practicing sin in our life? Amen. Are, are we living a repentant lifestyle? Amen. What is it that's going on in our life? Where are we at with God? Amen. And he says, now, while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. And, amen. And sometimes we can get in, find ourselves in a spiritual sleep. But how many of y'all know he says, don't sleep or slumber? Hello, somebody. He says, but at midnight, there was a shout. Behold, the bridegroom come out to meet him. And then all the vir those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. We've got to start to trim our lamps. Hello, somebody. And the foolish said to the prudent, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answer, no, there will not be enough for us and you too. So go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, amen, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast and the door was shut. Later, the other virgins also came saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. See, we look at this and we begin to evaluate it and we begin to look at our lives and we say, am I where I need to be with the Lord Jesus Christ? Am I truly living a repentant lifestyle? Are y'all with me today or am I just asleep? See, this is a wake up call for us. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, wake up. Somebody tell yourself, wake up. It's not a time to get fearful. It's a time to get wake up. It's a wake up call. The alarm has gone off. Are y'all with me today? And you don't want to hit the snooze button. Amen. My son was late for church today. He, he must have hit the snooze button. He said he won't let it happen again. Okay, we'll see. Amen. Somebody say God is good. It's just time for us to wake up, church. And it's time for us to be that light. It's time for us to remove those things in our lives that are hindering us, that entangling us, that are stopping us from real intimacy with Jesus Christ. Amen. Are y'all with me today? It's time for us to walk in our faith, not our fear. And my last point is this. They put it up there, don't run from fear. 
Psychologists tell us this. They said there's only two fears in the world that come naturally, and one's the fear of falling, and the other's the fear of loud noises. Amen. We all are born with the fear of falling. Amen. I don't jump out of airplanes. I don't know. Maybe you do. <laughs> I've been asked more times in the last 10 years to go skydiving. And, I, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going. It's me, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, and then the fear of loud noises. And, but all other fears are learned through life's experience and the stories that other people tell. Okay? And many times we'll find people who are running from something they fear. And it's, sometimes it's just chaos or worry or doubt. Amen, all bundled together. I, I want you to look at a, a situation in, in Jeremiah chapter 42 and 9 real quick. And Jerusalem had just been taken captive by the Babylonian Empire. They were uh, some remaining survivors, and one of whom was the prophet Jeremiah. And the survivors were in this small state of panic and worry and fear, and were it was controlling their emotions. And many of them wanted to run to Egypt and fall under the the protection of Pharaoh, and they were scared that the Babylonian would come back and that this time they would not be spared. And these survivors came to Jeremiah, and they asked him for a word from God. Amen. And, and, and I want you to look at this. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your petition before him. He says, If you will indeed stay in this land, then I will build you up and not tear you down. And I will plant you and not uproot you, and I will relent concerning the calamity that I have infected on, inflicted on you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, whom you are now fearing. Do not be afraid of him, declares the Lord, for I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. Verse 12, and I will also show you compassion so that he will have compassion on you and restore you to your soil. And, and so this word came to them, amen, and he says, you don't have to fear the, the king of Babylon. You're, he says, you, your fears are for nothing. I'm, I'm on your side, he says, amen. I'm going to save you. I'm going to deliver you from anything that he might do, amen. And here's what God is saying to us today. If you're in the place that God has planted you, if you're standing firm on the foundation of Jesus Christ, then there's no need to go running for someone or something else for your protection, saints. That's what I want you to realize today. You will be planted and not pulled up like a weed. God is on your side. He's ready to save you and deliver you from any problem that the devil, that the economy, that devious people might throw at you. Are y'all with me today? And I hope that we can respond in, instead of react, amen. And, 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 and unfortunately, as the worship team comes forward, unfortunately, what the survivors determined to do, amen, and this is what took place in this story in, in, in Jeremiah, amen. The survivors, what they decided to do, and it was a sad thing, that, amen, is that uh, they, they decided to go back to Egypt. They decided to go back to Pharaoh. They figured, we'll be better under the protection of Pharaoh. We'll be better under the protection of the world. And, and, and you want to know what took place? They went back to Pharaoh. They went back to the world. Amen. And this is this is the very thing they, they that happened because they, they allowed fear uh, to begin to affect them. And instead of responding in faith to God's word, they were forced to live through another word. God had given them their word. He said, stay where you're planted. 
I've planted you here. You stay here. Amen. And I'm going to protect you. I'm going to take care of you. Amen. You don't have to fear. Amen. Just stay there. God has planted you in the body of Christ. God has planted you as a child of God. God has planted you in the house of the Lord. God has planted you under his wings, under his protection. Amen. You just stay planted there, says the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you what took place because these survivors, they didn't stay planted. And they went running back to Egypt, running back to Pharaoh. And guess what took place? Amen. The very thing, amen. The very thing that they were running from, it still came to Egypt. It still overcame them. But now they were out of the protection of the Lord. Somebody say God is good. Because they didn't respond to faith in God's word. Amen. And how many wars and battles are you and I going to live through before we have to take God at his word? Amen. How many times are you going to have to run, uh, run t- uh, to the solution that you hope will save you instead of standing firm in the truth and the promises of God? We're in a situation that's completely unknown, amen. We, we, you know, we can do some things to be precautious, but we can't stop this on our own, amen. We're fighting an enemy we can't even see. Are y'all with me today? But the good thing is we're not fighting it alone, amen. Amen. God is fighting this. Are y'all with me today? And we're going to have to trust him, amen. And we, we can't let fear come settle in, amen. We can't let fear consume us. Amen. And, and take our take control of us. Amen. We gotta stand on the promises of God. We've got to stand on the word of God. Are y'all with me today? Hello, somebody. I told you fear subtracts from life, but faith expands it. Amen. To where we, you know, it, it expands who we are and what we can do. And, and I want to share this bit of truth with you for a moment. You know, listen to this. Integrity is proven on the mountaintop. Integrity. Integrity is proven on the mountaintop. Who are you when the world is at your fingertips and no one is asking for details? Amen. That's your integrity. That's your character, right? But faith is proven in the valley. Faith is proven in the valley. Faith is proven when you have to go through some tough times with some tough decisions. Faith is proven, amen, when you are in the pressure cooker situations of life, amen. That's when faith is proven. It's not when you're on the mountaintop. That's when your integrity is proven. But your your faith is proven down in the valley. Your faith is proven, amen, going through the trial, going through the tribulation, going through the challenges, going through those things that appear impossible. That's when your faith is proven. And so my prayer for you, saints, amen this morning is that in the times of trouble, in the times of worry, that you will not fall under the power and the grip of fear. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, a sound mind, of discipline. That's what God has given you. You've got to go, amen, to the spirit of God, to the power of God, to the word of God, to the promises of God, and you've got to stand firm on them. Are y'all with me today? Hello. The same thing that those survivors were worried about catching them when they were planted where God had them. 
the same thing that ended up catching them when they ran back to the world in Egypt. Are y'all with me today? So you say, well, how do we break free from the grip of fear? Amen. Well, we've got to plug into God's power through God's word. Amen. And we've got to begin to develop a positive and active faith. A positive and active faith, a living faith, a real faith. Amen. A faith that's unshakable, a faith that's unmovable. Are y'all with me today? You know, faith is believing in God's character. Come on, stand to your feet. Faith is believing in God's character. Faith is believing that he is who he says he is. And it's believing in God's power that he can do what he says he will do. And in believing in God's promise that he will do what he says he will do. Not only can he, but will he. We've got to know that he can, but we've got to know that he will. Come on. Are y'all with me today? Oh, Jesus, help us, Lord God. I know fear is going to try to creep in. It's trying to try to come upon us. We've got to get in there and we've got to stir it up. We've got to stir up that anointing. We've got to dig in that word. We've got to stand on his promise. Amen. You know, yes, we can take precautions. Yes, we can put things in place. Amen. Yes, we can... You know, prepare ourselves and search. But the best preparation is going to be you and I, amen, getting our faith built up, amen, by the word of God, by the truth of the Lord, amen, by the living Holy Spirit, amen. He says, praying in the spirit, amen, building yourself up in your most holy faith, amen. Are y'all with me today? That's what we got to do, saints. This is a time where we got to press into God. This is a time we got to press into the word. This is a time that we've got to examine ourselves, evaluate our lives, amen, and begin to trust the Lord with all of our heart, not leaning on our own understanding, and acknowledging him in all of our ways and watch him make our path straight are y'all with me today and this is a time saints where you know we don't we don't fear death amen we don't fear death we need to fear the second death because that's an eternal death amen that's one that lasts for eternity not, not the first death, you know? And yeah, we have concerns. I mean, you know, I don't want my kids to live without a father, you know? I don't want my, the ministry to not have a pastor. But, but, but I can't let that bring fear upon my life. Does that make sense? Because the thing about it, I'm a child of God. My life is in the hands of God. Amen. He knows every hair on my head. Amen. The time that he has set for me, amen, to go ahead and move around is when it's the time that I'm going to move around. I just have to stay connected to him. I have to stay trusting him. I have to stay relying on him. I have to stay living for him. And he is going to begin to move. He says, even the sparrows, even the sparrows, amen. Hello. Even the sparrows, one of them doesn't fall without me knowing it. Even the sparrows. How much greater are you to the Lord? How much more important are you 
So we've got to begin to overcome our fear, and we've got to overcome it with faith. And that's faith in Jesus Christ. He's a miracle-working God. He's a miracle-working God. He's a miracle-working God. Come on, let's worship the King.